This episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Bomba Socks. And you listeners can go to getbombas.com slash laser time to get 20% off your first order. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy, hoy, everybody, and welcome to Talking Simpsons, where $20 can buy many peanuts. I'm your host, Bob Mackey, and I've achieved the rank of Pussy Willow, and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. Who else is here with me today, as always? Uh, hey, Henry, Gilbert here, and I love your pixie drink. <laughs> and who else? Chris, the missing joystick, NT Stone. And this, today's episode is, I'll say this in the whitest way possible, Boy Scouts, in the hood. In the hood. <laughs> oh, great, great read, great animation. This episode aired on November 18th, 1993. Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real life history. It's been only three months, and David Letterman's Late Show is beating newcomer Jay Leno. Oh, Ooh. until Hugh Grant gate. Uh, Pepsi Ooh. announces it's dropping Michael G- Jackson as its spokesperson for reasons no, we may never know. Hmm. And Doctor uh, <laughs> Doctor David Bruce Banner, Bill Bixby is dead. Aww. I think it was they they lit him on fire too many times, and they <laughs> yeah. just had to say no more. They lit him on fire with metaphorical child molestation allegations. Oh, so in real fire. When Bill Bixby passed away, I didn't even know him as the Hulk because. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, that wasn't rerunning when I was that age, but I did know him for being like a co creator, a director on Blossom. And Blossom <laughs> honored him quite a lot. <laughs> I watched a, a horrible amount of Blossom yeah. growing oh, yes, up. It's on after Fresh Prince, yeah. which I don't regret. No, it was, it was a good uh, thing after it. It became a joke of the very special episode of Blossom. And now Maya Bialik is super duper rich being on Big Bang Theory and having sex with Sheldon, a gay man. And, and boy, and... even when Big Bang Theory ends, we'll soon have young Sheldon, the spinoff. Oh, thank and boy, God. And I want to say the target of a very, very uh, mean joke on Arrested Development. That's, oh, that's my yes. face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that blossom really bloomed, <laughs> bloomed up, didn't she? Oh, <laughs> oh poor Maya Bialik. Uh, uh, hey, but she's she's a lovely lady. She's great. She can, hey, she can buy and sell Jeffrey Tambor I'll now. never forgive her for the stupid hat she inspired my sister to buy. Oh, my sister too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, worse. basically a character in the Goofy movie is, is Blossom. <laughs> oh, too. wait, that's six though, right? Um, Played by oh, six. Wait, no, that was six's hat. Jenna right, Von right. Oy. Oh, yeah, Jenna Von Oy, man. I don't know why I know what this. What a great... Uh, but enough about Blossom. Mm-hmm. This is this is a very special episode of The Simpsons. This is one of my all-time favorites. I love It's love really fun. One. It's a great wacky Captain Wacky episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Though, Homer is so, so awful I'm tell- and so mean. We're getting really mean now. Were these yeah. the last episode written by the same person? No, that no. was George Meyer. That was, was Meyer. Uh, George Meyer. This is Dan McGrath. And I don't, I, I don't hate it. I just think they're getting, they're embracing b- the outlandishness of a cartoon in a way I don't think the other seasons did. Yeah, well, Homer's mostly friendly in the last one we watched, but in this one he is just so cruel it's to why, Bart and the stupidest he's ever. It's, it's been. why I don't yeah. like jerk ass invincible Homer arguments because yes. like this is already happening in the seasons you like. I mean, Act Three is the most outlandish, craziest thing I think that's mm-hmm. happened. It's similar to Call of the Simpsons where they're stranded, but I think Homer is even stupider. I mean. Yeah. He is much stupider oh, yeah. here. If The Simpsons is still grounded, something happens in here that's terrible. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, but we start out with something that was very real in 1993. Arcades still existed. Interesting for a way to name the unnameable toys. Wait, hold on. The arcade game they're playing is My Dinner with Andre the well, Game. Martin is playing. Martin is playing. And then what's the other Tell game? Tell me more. Uh, the other game is Panamanian Strongman. <laughs> uh, but first, I want to say My Dinner with Andre, of course. I mean, I feel like it was sort of a deep cut back then, but it was kind of the go-to pretentious mm-hmm. movie. But I'm sure it's a fine movie. It's so pretentious. Oh, yeah. It was released by New Yorker Films, by the yeah. way. Uh, I mean, if you and starring are... Wallace Shawn, inconceivable. Yes, yeah. it's worth watching this for that. But it is, it is a filmed conversation. Yeah, watch the community right. parody. It's it's... Di- it's directed by Louis Maul, uh, Candace Bergen's late husband. Oh, really? Okay, it's yeah. sort of like Rope in that there's just one set, and but there's no murder or Jimmy Stewart, or... and it inspired a film. Home parody by Andy Kaufman called My, my Dinner, dinner with, with my, 
Breakfast with Breakfast Blassie. Breakfast with Blassie. Yeah. And uh, it was him with a 50s pro wrestler, Classy, Freddie Who Blassie. wrote the novelty song Pencil Neck Geek, yep. which I love, he but it's did. about me. He did. <laughs> you are that Pencil Neck Geek. Yes. I was uh, just going to compliment your neck, by the way. He wants to uh, eliminate all the Pencil Neck Geeks in a mass genocide. He says in the song, he won't rest until every blast Pencil Neck Geek bites the dust. But he's dead now, okay? But uh, the game Bart was playing is Panamanian Strongman, uh, and it is based on the life of Manuel Noriega, the military dictator of Panama. Famous drug lord, he ruled the country from 1983-1989, famously taken out by George H.W. Bush, not in person, mind you, but with the army. <laughs> and um, the, the thing is, uh, Noriega had ties to the CIA, which is something that uh, Dukakis brought up when he was running against Bush in 88. Like, they're like in bed together or whatever. They're working with these dictators. I mean, Bush only ran the CIA <laughs> at one point, so I don't know why that would I matter. don't know, Panama. I will point all of our listeners to a great song called Kitty History, which will tell you all about it's so fucking funny. the real history of America told by kitties. But, yes, this is all about the downfall of uh, Manuel Noriega and um, uh, George H.W. Game. Bush. What's that? As a fighting game. As more of like a King Kong style game, it looks <laughs> yeah. like. It feels it, like you are you are Manuel Noriega. That was I, the dumb reference I, I, I was just grasping for. But, like, Bart is using his two hands to play, and it's very clear someone forgot to draw the joysticks. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. His hands are, he's just doing, he's manning tank, invisible tank controls. But at the end and, of this game, uh, George Bush comes out and says, winners don't use drugs, which is so, what you would see as the splash screen on a lot of arcade games. It was actually William S. Sessions, yeah. the FBI director, I Not think, at the that time. Not Sessions. Not the other racist Jeff Sessions. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one. I feel like he faced some scandal. I didn't write it down. But if you went to an arcade in the... Yeah early 90s you would see this blue screen because apparently all the drug users were at arcades yep. I mean it's just misunderstanding of what drugs are I mean, and who uses them this reference is, is technically really dated Interesting for a way to name the unnameable to express the inexpressible tell me more hmm. <laughs> need Cole Simpson be in the game but not of the game no es bueno <laughs> picking his corpse. Uh, uh, I feel like it's really pointing out what a wimp he was, but yeah. sort of like <laughs> standing behind these big achievements other people made. And this happened in 89, so this is a sort of dated reference. Well, just the, the overall arcade thing, they have that whole sequence of like being kicked out of the arcade for not having any money. An yeah. arcade will campaign... For you to just hang around now. Yeah, they don't actually do that. Are just they? like uh, the store Wee Monsieur, they have uh, monitoring all of the well, the uh, customers. I think there's a time when they might have, when the arcades are too packed or just a place where teens hang out. Perhaps, and... but I figured it was always just a hang zone, so if you didn't have money... I mean, it's a funny bit to say, like, all you I have say to go on is, is Tron and, and the, the one scene with Rooney and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I have no idea what the arcades look like in its heyday, but they, did, they do sound like that. Yeah, well, I, love that. I mean, we're all video game writers. Uh, I still am. Point. Don't and, you fucking pigeonhole me with that. <laughs> and so, definitely, you look at this then as like, well... Games looked arcade games looked probably better than this in '93. Mm-hmm. Like Virtual Fighter, the original one was out, though polygons weren't really mm. a thing. But they, they really were, like, captured the stilted voice samples of this era. No, that, yes, bueno. that's true. Yeah. But it would be a couple more years before they would mock Mortal Kombat, which was the real hot game in 1993. Yeah. in and mm. Street Fighter. Yep. Oh, but oh, we have to get to the peanut stuff. Uh, mm. <laughs> well, Bart is away. Homer may play. Ah, finally a little quiet time to read some of my old favorites. Honey roasted peanuts. Ingredients. Salt, artificial honey roasting agents, pressed peanut sweepings. (laughs) (laughs) I just love it. Pressed peanut sweepings. Some peanuts are just peanut parts (laughs) smashed together. Yeah. And strangely enough, uh, on the the first uh, Simpsons CD songs Mm -hmm. in the key of Springfield, there were some just isolated sketches where they would just pull audio from episodes that weren't songs. This was one of them. So apparently somebody liked this bit a lot. (laughs) I mean, I do love how he, he just... He wants sweeping so much. It's so <laughs> delicious to him. I also, I just love the re- repeating of steak. Money's too tight for steak. Steak? Steak? Okay. I, th- steak. I think if you got an animated gif of Homer missing the throw of one peanut into his mouth, I could watch uh-huh. that on a, on a gif loop over and over again. <laughs> this, I mean, this whole sequence is the dumbest he's ever <laughs> it's been. It's really dumb. And he, I, but it's my favorite. I love how he slips on the last peanut he's been looking yes, for. It's so greasy great. and dripping in peanut slime. I want to give this line of the show, but I don't know that I should. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. okay. We'll get out of the way. 
the joke. Hmm. Ow, pointy. You slimy. Uh oh, moving. Uh huh. Aw, oh, $20. I wanted a peanut. $20 can buy many peanuts. Explain how. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. Woohoo! <laughs> so right off the bat, telling us how stupid Homer is in this episode, it's going to pay off in spades later. It's only to, and it, the scene is only there to like have a a, a miracle twenty show up, yes. right? Which and, eventually makes its way to Barton Millhouse, which would be like if I'm judging by uh, the video game uh, Bart's Nightmare. No, the fucking open world GTA Hit game. Run. Hit and run. That would have been uh, several city blocks. That's true. Uh, to, get in order to, to get to all the noise way to land Mark. arcade and. Mm. Though Homer, I, I like the observation of reaching under your couch and not yeah. knowing what you're touching when you're looking for something in specifically. There could I, always be a spider under there. You never know. I like that nightmare to it. And uh, But yeah, when you're a kid, $20 can feel like it's endless. Or at least in 1993, $20 fell back. I did write that down. $20 went a long way. I remember yeah. getting money for Christmas and We do and sound being like, like old, old men yeah. now. Like $20 used to be so much money. But just having a 20 as a, I don't know, 10-year-old, you felt mm. invincible. I can buy almost anything I want except for a video game, which are still forty dollars yeah. or fifty. Or the biggest Optimus Prime. I can't buy. Yeah, in. I could get. Fi- I remember I'd get a five dollar a week allowance, be dropped off in an arcade, and I'll I'll stay here the whole day. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be fine. Oh, it's a beautiful thing to get handed a twenty of the arcade. But I never bought an all syrup, uh, icy, squishy, slushy, whatever. Lord gents, what will it be? Pooh, give us a super squishy. One that's made entirely out of syrup. Entirely? (gasps) (gasps) An all syrup super squishy? What's such a thing has never been done? Just make it happen. Love the plunking the 20 on the counter. Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, so I used to, I never made slushies, but at the movie theater I worked at, I did serve Icy's. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, you don't actually want an all syrup one. Like that syrup's not good. You you want it cold with water. Mm-hmm. You don't just want the syrup, and it wouldn't taste great. And also, one of my most like unintentionally physical comedy I ever did was <laughs> we had in the second farther in the back of the theater concession stand. They had an icy machine there that was leaking, and we but we still used it. And sometimes we'd be like, "We're not serving ICs," but then we're like, "No, no, no, turn on the icy." It would leak. It was perfect of me being a dweeb. Of <laughs> I am running it by myself because someone's on break. Mm-hmm. And these guys, these like dudes in their 20s come up, jocular dudes, just like, hey, one icy. I was like, okay, I'll get you one. I'm, Whoa! And I slip and fall <laughs> on my butt. <laughs> I have to ask my manager. <laughs> then I get up and slip again. <laughs> down. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm this is a cartoon moment." Really? Like, I mean, they more... why would you order an icy for a movie? Is it going to make it through the trailers? I don't <laughs> think so. None of them do. Yeah. You eat all of it before the trailers. Like that's the real secret of movie. Honestly, movie theaters are a scam in that they're an expensive restaurant of shitty food. Uh-huh. That's yeah, who what get it all is. the great Hollywood films for some reason. Yes, and uh, but it was a nice little Merkin-y. Merkin's a big fan of Star Trek. And so the, it won't all, she's breaking up. Mm -hmm. Like Apu became Scotty in this moment. If you survive, come again. And uh, (laughs) Millhouse getting, as a kid, I could totally identify with that straw getting stuck in your throat. Throat, yeah. Because a a McDonald's shake would not get through there. Or same with a crusty, partially gelatinated, gum-based, non-dairy beverage. Mm. Mm -hmm. That was a good pull, Henry. Thank you. And this was also the first time we ever saw Millhouse without his glasses when they flew off at, after that. Oh, his like that tiny, was... weird eyes. Yes, yeah. And his beautiful eyes, as his mother would say. <laughs> That's true. He's got insane pupils during the, the <laughs> song sequence, by the way. And uh, the sugar high then lets them do drug tr- a drug trip. It's another of those like sneaky drug trips they can put in a show. I, like... I gave the SpongeBob movie a ton of credit because they have a the opening sequence is just them getting hammered on ice cream yes. to where like they grow stubble and slur <laughs> and bubbles pop out of their mouths. Uh, but this did it first. They have they have a squishy hangover. They get hammered, do things that it normally wouldn't. They get blackout squishy drunk and blackout. do things. <laughs> Though I would say they're kind of, they're more tripping. Or it's a bit, yeah. Drunk, I, I feel like say. it's a mix of uh, like a you know, like an old Hollywood movie drinking bender where you see these signs floating by. That's true. But it's also a psychedelic drug trip. You don't wake up with a headache from 
acid. But it's also going crazy Broadway style. Yeah. I was going to save yeah. it for a break, but... What do we do? Let's go crazy Broadway style! Thanks, kid. Wait, I got it. Thanks, kid. <laughs> so where does this uh, song come from, Henry? I'm sure you know. Oh, I got it. I mean, Ooh. it is New York, New York from the musical and film mm. On the Town. Oh. I have a link to it right here, but let me explain it real quick. Please. Uh, so On the Town first was a Broadway musical, but then adapted by Gene Kelly and directed by him. And it is about three sailors who... <laughs> Very relatable. <laughs> ...who come into New York and are ready for... They're like, it's a, we got the night off in New York City. Going to have crazy fun. And, they're, <laughs> and they go on some very important adventures of love and learning and and who knows what the future holds for them but it is gene kelly and frank sinatra in the in the leads here and it's amazing and the very opening of on the town is them are arriving in their sailor costumes as seen by the guy who says new york new york yeah and then they sing about how awesome new york is and how much fun they're gonna have there it is the opening and they reprise it at the end of the musical but it was on broadway during the war in a movie in 49 so yes. the the plot of the the movie is based on the war itself, right? I mean, these are men in the Navy for yeah. war. Yes. And I want to say... They're not longshoremen. They're not, like, working <laughs> shoremen. Yeah. This is not judgmental, but watching this in these three men in pajamas dancing around New York, it <laughs> seems... It all seems very gay to me. <laughs> what? What like, are you they're talking? looking for women? Oh, what a breakthrough. But here, look, you can see just a old what New York looked like back then. It's yeah, really beautiful. I, I love, because New York is like one of, well, San Francisco too, but there's so many more movies shot all over New York. Mm-hmm. Almost every movie shot in San Francisco where we are right now, they don't shoot here. They shoot they shoot like two scenes here and then go somewhere else. Too expensive. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what Big Trouble in Little China did. Yeah. They, they filmed yeah. about four minutes. Driving the alley and then back to LA. And yes. uh, fans of The Critic will know they parody the song in The Critic as well directly. They just replaced the lyrics with uh, New York, New York, it's a terrible town, the sky is brown, and the water is brown. So, like, both of those things led me to believe this is a much more popular musical than it is. Or maybe it was much more popular I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it I is. I think it was a popular song, everybody, mm. but... More people are into New York, New York, the Liza Minnelli <laughs> song, <laughs> not Frank Sinatra, it's Liza Minnelli! Uh, but, <laughs> but the... I think that kind of replaced it as the New York, New York one. Mm. It's a lot more brassier and fun. But yeah, the critic, it's weird that the critic like stepped on the Simpsons joke with, it was a season two critic one. So right. it was, it was, it was removed by a year from this. So that means that they had, they had a year to know better to not yeah, do the same they thing. Did. <laughs> but it was, I mean, the show set in New York, the critic is. So of course they were going to do that joke eventually. Yeah. Like and, Futurama, it was a bunch of people in LA writing jokes about New York. Yeah. And it was New York, New York. It's a terrible town. And then the bridge collapses. Yeah, which is what happens in the opening of the critic, right? Uh, yeah, and maybe the second season opening. Yeah, I think so. But it was. Uh, but yeah, I I love that song. Do you want to hear the rest of it as we go into break? Sure. Let's go crazy Broadway style. Springfield, Springfield, it's a hell of a town. The schoolyards up and the shopping malls down. The stray dogs go to the animal pound. Springfield, 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 Springfield. New York, New York. is that away, man? Thanks, kid. The Simpsons will be right back. Thank you for listening, good people. Are you warm enough? How are your feet? Woohoo! This episode is brought to you by Bombas, baby. Bombas, a sock that has been carefully crafted to improve on years of sock complacency. The Bombas people spent two years in research and dev in order to give you a better sock at a better price. 
Who wants to think about getting socks? I know mine are covered with holes and I have to throw them out on too regular a basis. But the Bomba socks have advanced blister protection for your heels and a technology for helping stocks stay up so you can avo- avoid those creepy run and simpy sock guards. Even better, for every pair you buy, one pair is donated to the homeless. And that's a good thing because socks are the most requested items at homeless shelters nowadays. Bombas offers you a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee and should you have any problem, Bombas will send you new socks or provide you with a full refund. Hey, maybe you'd like to get started right now and get 20% off your first order, and you can do that by going to getbombas.com slash lasertime. Once again, that's getbombas.com slash lasertime to get 20% off your first order. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash lasertime. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. When I went to the Botanical Gardens, it was... Pretty badical. My friend, she's like, "Does anybody want any weed?" And like, and she just takes up this bag, and it's the size of like my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pencil bag from fifth grade, (laughs) and it just says on it in giant letters, "Medical Marijuana." And I just said, "Hey, what's in there?" Like, why does it say "Medical Marijuana" in like like, all capital letters? Like that would get you free. (laughs) Here's my medical cocaine bag. Don't arrest me. But like, why wouldn't you want to like? Just put nothing on it, or yeah. like flower, like a scene from a beach, like yeah. anything that would disguise <laughs> like anything it. else, anything else, something with Lisa Frank fucking a unicorn. Was, it, was it clear so you could see the marijuana? It was, <laughs> no, it was oh. it was gray with a giant so, pot leaf and med- medical wow. marijuana. And the drug letters. equivalent of those money bags. Yeah, like I don't, sign I've gone to two different dispensaries. Nobody gave me a giant bag. That's like. Going to the bank and like I'd like to make a withdrawal. Here's your uh, yeah. burlap sack with a dollar sign yeah, on it. Yeah, and like, I'm gonna walk around town. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at Patreon.com/LaserTime. Starting at just five bucks, you'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. So then they go see Cats, which is not a bad show. <laughs> like, it's fine. Uh, I, have, it, I have seen two Broadway shows, and one of them is Cats. The other one, I, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Wow. <laughs> I think this and uh, my, my Dinner with Andre are the go-to jokes about lame entertainment. You know? Yes, um, yeah. Well, so there's, there's a funny joke. My Dinner joke with Andre is great. What's that? My Dinner with Andre is great. It's fucking free on YouTube. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Care. It's good. But, I mean, mm. this is just kind of the, the go-to thing for mm. an easy joke about a, a bad musical, I think. Well, it was. It would just never go away. I think it just became banal or just mediocre. I'm just like, oh, this Broadway show. It's it's been showing forever. Everybody goes to it, and it's just a bunch of dumb cats singing uh-huh. about how they well, want to become the jellical cat who lives forever. Having just got back from the opening of Hamilton, oh uh, yes, as the stereotype Chris. musical expert here. When I saw Cats, and I was not interested, didn't mm. want to go. My sister's a big musical person. I'm like, if you're a fan of this genre, you'll watch anything. <laughs> like, is this someone like, what if it's about cats? What kind of cats? We'll make it up as we go. It I'm doesn't there. matter. It we'll doesn't have matter. A song. And. And, I, and that's and that gave me my per, the perception of musicals, which was that like you'll mm-hmm. eat anything up until <laughs> Shrek the musical. Yeah, <laughs> like you'll literally watch anything that says it's a musical. I will that not was, see the Matilda musical. And I'm not, not saying faithful that, to the book at all. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> make that judgment on fans of musicals, but that's what the people who made Shrek the musical thought. You will watch anything with a song and dance number on a stage and they went they were like nope we that was the bridge too far yeah. nobody would did, pay yeah. the track yeah they went too far and uh but and then they have toothless joe joe candy mm-hmm. which is it is gummy joe like they mm-hmm. drew the character of gummy joe gummy from Jewel. last excerpt to springfield he became famous in the interim and sold his own yeah. candy based on his likeness uh-huh. <laughs> but but this is the big part wait oh, geez how far are we into the episode bart ends up joining act one not the boy scouts in fact, I love that the episode does make reference to, like, not affiliated with the Boy Scouts. The title has the word Boy Scouts in it with a Z. It really does. Yeah. Good. The remorse of the sugar junkie. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't remember anything. Really? Not even this? Ah! Oh, no. I must have joined the junior campers. Ah! You, the proud, the geeky. <laughs> Boy, even Lisa is scoring uh, points off of him. I like that she is, has such satisfaction, like, 
I think that's a that's more of like an older roommate thing of just like, oh, you were drunk and you <laughs> don't remember what you did. I can't wait to reveal it to you. I, I didn't. I do like Lisa being petty, though. I feel yes. like it, it undermines her, uh, you know, know-it-all, goody-goody mm-hmm. attitude. This blows my mind. I didn't know the Boy Scouts was geeky mm. at all. Yeah, it wasn't cool. Like, a cool kid wasn't in the Boy Scouts, My dad did. Oh. He put me in the secular equivalent Indian guides, where instead of merit badges, you gain feathers or bear claws, and oh. you, you pray over fires and do Indian things, and uh, you don't Wait, talk about God. Are Boy Scouts God-related? Yeah, God. yeah, hyper-Christian. Org- yeah, yeah, like super homophobic, hyper-Christian, even like the shuffling around molesters. I could go on. The Boy yes. Scouts are not a great organization. I think... In defense of the Boy Scouts, I think they have made moves to improve in the last in recent few times. Years. I suppose, yeah. but but I I, I, I I got to the end of Indian Guides, mm-hmm. and my friends like you should join the Boy Scouts, and I just like that's in movies. Mm-hmm. I'll join the Boy Scouts. It was one of the most miserable experiences of my life. Uh, so the GoBots version of the Boy Scouts is better, <laughs> is what you're saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just like in my uh, to make that long story short. I was a nobody in high school, uh, kind of a guy who played sports and played video games and didn't really have a lot of friends, uh, uh, the people I played sports with who I didn't hang out with would beat up these guys I didn't know were in the Boy Scouts. I joined the Boy Scouts, and, like, I became a target for all of the boys. I was the guy beat up, like, like the nerds were really mean to. Mm. Pulled one giant prank wow. on them, got kicked out of the Boy Scouts. Wow. I, uh, I just I dug holes outside of all their tents, uh, put pine cones in it, and then peed on their stuff. Um, and, and for wow. some reason, the Boy Scouts kicked me. They were really mean to me. Yeah, I you know, I, I was really into the Boy Scouts, but I didn't become one because I think... I just didn't want to be in a group of people who I didn't know. Yeah. I was just I, I had a lot of anxiety over that. But I remember at the library at my school, To Kill Time, I think I also got into it because there weren't comic books there. But mm-hmm. what were there were magazines that had Boy's comics Life. in them, including Boy's Life yep. that had the We Below comic in it and uh, other comic strips in it. So I just would go through like... They were one-page comics. Yeah. I was like, all right, read that one. Let's go back a month. All right, read that uh, one. I, I, I feel a thousand years old. <laughs> I bought. I would buy things out of the boys, the boys' life ca- back catalog. Wow. Holy shit, two geckos for twenty dollars? <laughs> I'll buy. And like, I, I never purchased one thing that my check didn't get returned to me oh. with. That geckos are dead, kid. Sorry. Oh. The print lead time. We know it now. And I had a friend who did become an Eagle Scout, though. And really? He, uh, yeah, and. I'm impressed by it. I would always goof on him that he was like, you know, else is an Eagle Scout, Michael Moore, because he, Mm -hmm. uh, because my friend was an extreme uh, high school and then college Republican who then joined the Navy actually to bring this all (laughs) around here. The next rank is Green Beret, so just keep working (laughs) at it, guys. Uh, But he, but then he would joke. Eventually, he realized like, you're saying this to get my goat, so I'll just one up you, and he would say like. Yeah, Marilyn Manson was an, uh, an Eagle Scout, too. Wait, mm-hmm. I get it. You're making fun of me. I'm still an Eagle Scout. Fuck you. I was like, all right. Guess I lost that that mm-hmm. that jockish mockery with you here. <laughs> Eagle Scout. You have to be an adult to be an Eagle Scout. It's hard to be an Eagle Scout. It is not easy. And it's something. It's a thing you put on your on college yeah. applications. That's what's and for. And they won't read it. <laughs> <laughs> but Bart needs to get out of it. Uh, I love this line. I wandered into a junior camper recruitment center, but what's done is done. I've made my bed, and now I've got to weasel out of it. I know you think the junior campers are square and uncool, but they also do a lot of neat things, like sing-alongs and flag ceremonies. Don't discourage the boy. Weaseling out of things is important to learn. It's what separates us from the animals. Except the weasel. (laughs) <laughs> Marge thinks flag ceremonies are cool. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's it's Marge trying to be positive, but I think being yeah. honest that she thinks flag ceremonies are cool. And and not to get too inside Christopher again. Uh I I hated school, uh especially at Bart's age. If you haven't heard the previous shows, I sort of was Bart. Any excuse to get into school. I didn't like going to gymnastics um until I found out for some reason you could get out of class early. So I would oh, rush wow. to the bathroom to put on my unitard, <laughs> which again is one tard. Chris, don't say that. Oh. It is it's a single tard. I would put on, dude, a skin tight bodysuit outfit that went underneath my crotch. 
Uh, the women would wear their crotch over the shorts, and the boys would wear their shorts over the crotch. It was the same outfit. Um, and I would go get dressed in that every day, just like, let me out of here, let me out of here. So this, I really relate to this sequence. Something Bart was completely embarrassed by, ready to weasel out of. I'm like, oh, shit, get out of school free? Mm-hmm. I'm down. Pick out a sheet of paper books under your desks. Oh, well, I'm supposed to, I've got to... I'm supposed to... Oh, Warren, I nearly forgot. All junior campers are excused to attend their patrol meeting. Um, Mrs. Krabappel, I'd love to stay, but this uniform carries certain responsibilities. Hey, look, Sergeant Dork! <laughs> Enjoy your test. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I like Warren. I think he gets a hard yeah. deal. I want Tom to adopt him from... from um, brother from another yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Phil Hartman. Tom should adopt him. He mm. should. I, he could live with Peppy. Uh, and you did. We missed the bit though of the the bullies bullying yeah. Bart into being bullied. I yeah. just love that he the Bart won't play keep away. So then they're just like, "Hey, we will just beat the shit out of you if you don't play keep away." He's like, okay, pretend to care, can't pretend to care. Yeah, I, like I, like I love it. that. And the casting of Ned as the as the run as the man Brilliant. running Junior Campers, perfect casting. Yep. And it it's not just that it is perfect that he would be the guy doing this but also it sets him on a course of conflict with homer later yeah it's great planning this is the kind of clean storytelling that the previous episode was missing good dad versus bad dad and then we learn what happens with uh millhouse on his swishy bender he gets a bad (laughs) word shaped in the back of his hair and we get another two-page joke from skinner where he says hair is not a right it's a privilege whoa (laughs) so realize that i I didn't put that together again they they dance around the toupee but it's there uh, follow yeah. the money way to and, go bob uh, then they're going to clean jasper <laughs> oh god well it's bart simpson come on in you're just in time for a sponge bath the old folks day help yourself but stay above the equator yeah so the boy scouts i there was stuff like this that you were fucking required to do mm-hmm. and the thing i the thing i ended up doing was selling christmas trees for free at the wow. methodist church literally like free labor free that was like my job labor. as a boy scout a so that's like when I say, slavery yeah when i say fuck the boy scouts it's for a reason boy scouts are a lie they're just to yeah. get free labor out of young bodies mm-hmm. boo but at least like that's helping you were selling shit. Like that's mm-hmm. also bullshit. You weren't even helping people. You I were... got to do it in the rich part of town. Sold a Christmas tree to Florida State University head coach Bobby Bowden. Whoa! Uh, children's show host Miss Jan. Wow! Without Tonio, so put it in a car, tied it up, and everything. That's amazing. Did you get any yeah. tip from that, Chris? You know what? I didn't even know for like the first four days, no one got tipped. I was more excited that the Christmas trees got shipped down from Florida. Lived there all my life. There would still be snow in the Christmas trees, and it was the only time I ever saw snow. <laughs> <laughs> that it was still it was still stuck in the trees on a truck. It's something I don't get. A, this is a little bit of a tangent, but it's something I don't get with rich people. I just imagine if I was, you know, a multimillionaire, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I just tip a twenty to everybody in every service thing I ever did? I, you ever like, wasn't the, the Curb Your Enthusiasm Christmas episode? Yes. Like get hundreds and like this is going to be fun. Let's do that. I'm like, I've always wanted to do that. I would love to go around and give strangers hundreds. Exactly. If and, I could afford it. And it's nothing to Larry David, like, especially for him. Slackers, he'll, freeloaders. He'll be making money off of Seinfeld till he's dead. And like, the skeleton he, will still make millions. He, he has a continued income from that, just like Steve Bannon. And so he's oh, going to, so he can just keep handing out money all the time. I just don't, I, I just don't get that of, like, rich people just being cheap of, like, no, like, and maybe I'm thinking of a specific Henry. rich person who's famously cheap. They earn that money. That's for their future generations to spread their DNA yeah. across the globe. If they gave that 20... I like hearing those stories about that only came out after he died because he didn't want people to tell them. George but Michael. of George Michael being yeah. very generous of him, the, the one story I remember uh, from it that came out after his death was that he was at a diner or a waitress was serving him. He heard that she had a big debt like she mm-hmm. had a big school debt of like thousands of dollars like thirty thousand dollars and he paid, and he tipped her and he, he just it. tipped her thirty thousand the oh thousands God, of pounds for it mm-hmm. uh but back to the show i like the kid who won't stop kissing bar or he's like should i keep doing it mm-hmm. like that kid that didn't make me laugh uh, and another spork joke uh we're back to the sport all right after rich hall invented the word in 1983 yes yeah, spork joke it was because again i was at the secular boy scouts the indian guides I was allowed to use knives all I wanted, but you had to get your fireman's chip and your your knife chip Mm. and like earn your right to hold a knife. 
infuriating. Okay, now everybody take out your junior camper's pocket knives. Hmm? You guys get to play with knives? Oh, cool. A spark. Don't hurt me. Oops, sorry, Bart. That's a netty no-no. You're not allowed to handle a pocket knife till you read this booklet on knife safety and pass a test. Ah, oh, who needs a cruddy knife anyway? <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure I had a Swiss Army knife on my keychain from when I was 12 until 9-11. Do wow. yeah, I think yeah. I, I, the only the only and thing, it was so useful. Yeah, yeah, it has a corkscrew and everything, and scissors, and scissors. My dad bought, and I, I love telling that story. My dad basically is Ned Flanders, huge <laughs> fan of the outdoors, volunteers for mustache. everything, big mustache. Okay, we're good. Uh, and and but also carried pocket like survival knives on him. But he, you know, not a survival guy. He just loved camping mm-hmm. and didn't unpack his bags. And then we went to the White House one day and I got to see my father thrown against a wall by the Secret Service because he forgot oh, he brought his knife into the White House. He was just <laughs> enjoying knives too much, Chris. Because uh, <laughs> my dad was like Brock Sampson. Well, I've heard, your, I've heard your dad is hairier than Ned Flanders. Oh, though. dude, baby gorilla. <laughs> He's the worst. But so Bart realizes he does want knives oh, yeah. after a very like <laughs> a hilarious sequence of the, it's a very David Merkin-y sequence of, of the obviousness of everyone enjoying knives. And I, I will say, if you're an animation buff, Bart in the long in the wide shots is so off model here, and the excuse being that he's in a Cub Scout uniform. Oh, oh yeah. His okay. proportions are all wrong. His eyes are all wrong, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because he's dressed differently for the first time ever. That's true. This man's appendix is about to burst. Luckily, I have my trusty pocket knife. <laughs> Stand back. Thank you, Dr. Hibbert. Don't thank me. Thank the knife. <laughs> that might be my actual favorite line. It's good. I do mm. like the, uh, the, they're flirting with the Crocodile Dundee joke when Mo kicks Hans Molman out of the bar for not using a coaster, and uh, he pulls a giant knife oh, out of his cane. Knife. Yeah. And that was the... F- Second down, down I go, go since oh, yeah. margin chains. I I love that thing of you can't just fall down. You have to say down <laughs> I go, and it was some very murkiny cruelty of <laughs> share this and just shoving Mill uh, Martin into the mud. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Bart just directly they have that great sequence, and then Bart just gets direct about it, like. Seems like everywhere I go, people are enjoying Enjoy knives. knives. After seeing, like, five knife enjoyments. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and uh, and, and the, by the Hibbert yeah. had a pocket scalpel. Yes. <laughs> and that man just buttons up his shirt instead of, like, I'm still bleeding everywhere. Are you going to stitch me up, Doctor? But it was great. He threw this, the fucking appendix like a grenade. The appendix exploding made me laugh so much as a kid. I love that I, I didn't understand it until now. And uh, so then Bart decides he's going to stick with the junior campers. He reads the Ugh, book. This should have been my line of the show. Homer finding Bart reading yeah. his... Reading well, his wait, oh, what's the name of that oh. book? Don't do what Donnie don't does. <laughs> <laughs> this is Homer so mean, like, yeah. uh, let's just hear it. Well, if it isn't the leader of the Wiener Patrol boning up on his nerd lessons. Homer, you should be more supportive. You're right, Marge. Good work, boys. Egghead likes his bookie walk. Homer! Just tucking him in. Just tucking him in. I love it. In, in sound, you can hear it. Like, he waits for Marge to walk away. Like, yeah. You can hear footsteps. I think it's the middle of the, middle of the day, too. Yeah, yeah Homer, just he's just so mean. It actually kind of hurts me now. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. As a as a son bullied by a dad who thought he was his son was a big nerd, mm. and he was right, but fuck you. Uh, <laughs> but so that it does kind of hurt me of just that him coming in like live the leader of the Weeder Patrol. My like, parents were quietly accepting of my nerdness. Well, they were thinking good. he could make us money one day. <laughs> but, well, you know, and now, then I went into writing about video games. You encourage someone to follow a passion or a thing. Work doesn't seem like work because it's. Yeah, you can just mm-hmm. you can just do what you can do anything yeah. if you end up if you're if you're encouraged to follow your wow am I giving parenting tips I must have uh, had too many beers so Bart gets the rank of pussy willow and is <laughs> is allowed a rubber knife but so uh, here's the theory of mine when he I think all the mouth movements are completely redone in the pussy willow rubber knife thing I think the original plot was once Bart gets his knife he's like cool I got a knife I quit mm-hmm. and then leaves and then he gets kept in there but. Then I think they spiced it up with the Pussy Willow line and the rubber knife bit. That is my theory. I'll never get over Weeblos. 
Why, why would you call children that in, a, in, a, in an organization riddled with molestation scandals? Oh, God. I mean, I thought it was a joke until I learned it was real. It's very the term below. You, yeah. you have to learn how to sew it onto your fucking clothes. The, That's the thing that says Weeblos. It's the price you pay. Yep. And, uh, and then Bart gets uh, he starts getting hardcore into it because why, why? he knows he can torture Homer with it. It's true. But I, I, this is, doesn't work that great in audio. But as someone at this point who had seen the two available animation documentaries ever, <laughs> it's a really funny joke. Yeah. Uh, the, animation, uh, the animation mistakes. The guys who wrote this show don't know squat. It just should have tied Scratchy's tongue with the taut line hitch, not a sheet bend. <laughs> oh, Bart, cartoons don't have to be 100% realistic. <laughs> Homer walks by the window and he's already on the couch. It's and so cool. It is yeah. great. I, I, I laughed at this. And it's a kind of a follow-up to the cartoons don't have writers yeah. from the front. Though that joke is also what we do of just like of yeah. correcting like, yeah, you couldn't do that. You got that wrong. Like, and it was, according to Google, a taut line knot is the best knot for tent stakes. So. Nobody no one did the, their research. Did no one in the commentary cop to being in the Boy Scouts? I promise I one of the did. Simpsons I don't think so. I'm sure Scouts. they were. I, I think George Meyer was. I think, but I, I bet at least one of them was. Yeah, I mean, this I, is a Dan McGrath episode. I don't think he's on any commentaries. No, it's weird. I, uh, I for the first time ever paused it and saw what the badges Bart got and mm-hmm. TV trivia, embalming, and badge forgery. Yeah, so they're, they're all they're all fake. I yes, think. Yeah. But embalming, that's that's a really badge cool. forgery is great. And then Bart somehow digs a giant hole in the. In the front yard area um, in their driveway. He digs through the asphalt. Yeah, it's it's impressive, honestly. Okay, so then I also love that Bart imitating Ned's speech that you can see Bart has been really touched by Ned. Yeah. yeah. It's almost a foreshadowing yeah. of the plot line in the Simpsons movie That's right. of Bart liking Ned as a father figure more than Homer. <laughs> You notally know it, Neddy. Hokily dokily. Oh. Now our annual father son rafting trip is next weekend. Oh no. Me bring Homer on a rafting trip? Uh, I'm the captain. My son is Bart. What an oaf. How embarrassing. Glad he's not my father. So Bart's dream is not very far removed from what actually happens. Yeah, is, is it, knew uh, it. Is it an animation time saver that Homer is wearing the same paper hat that he made out of the map? And wife Peter's shirt. And the like, same shirt. I, I Maybe they just weren't uh, thinking in those terms. Like, yeah, oh, we have the model for Homer being on the raft. Let's just use that again. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty funny that it's exactly what Bart thinks will know, happen. It's, just, it's not a drag and drop world. Like, someone just had to draw this. Right. <laughs> and then we've got our big guest, which, hey, we're playing this, <laughs> we're playing this death jingle a lot these days, there aren't we? we? Are. He hung in there, though, man. Death stalks you at every turn. Oh. <laughs> there it is, death. Ernest Borgnine, Ernest Borgnine died in 2012, born in 1917, a long life. Mm-hmm. Into his 90s. I love right. him. It's all thanks to masturbation. Pre-depression. Yes. Never, never stop masturbating. <laughs> all right. It's a thing. I thought really you guys had a problem with this. Um. <laughs> oh, Warren, I know your dad is in prison, but don't you fret. A special celebrity dad has been arranged for you. But my older brother would like Sorry, but I'm afraid Ernest Borgnine <laughs> oh, has already been confirmed. Hiya. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure you kids know me best as Sergeant Fatso Judson in From Here to Eternity. Fatso Judson is available as a forum name on <laughs> I know him best as Marty from the movie Marty about an ugly man finding a, uh, I don't think she's ugly, but in the terms of the movie, a homely woman and you know, falling in love. I think Borgnine has a certain like character to his face. I yeah. wouldn't call him ugly even. Uh, but in the movie, it is like, this is an ugly guy. Yes. He's going to find love. And he won an Oscar for it. He won an, So he yeah. like won an Oscar early in his career, then just acted for another five decades. Yeah. Marty is great, by the way. Please watch it. Kids would know Ernest Borgnine for playing Mermaid Man on SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, yeah. Uh, didn't you say when you were trying to look for a YouTube clip of him, it was oh a bunch God. of millennial tribute videos to the only thing they ever knew Ernest Borgnine yes, from, and Mermaid I Man. I couldn't just find a straight clip of scenes of Ernest Borgnine, so it was just, right. it was just he's like, will you remember, remember me? Over pictures of Mermaid Man. He was I playing just, Mermaid Man in his 80s. He yeah. was so old playing Mermaid yeah, Man. You but he was great. He played it for over 10 years. He was amazing as Mermaid Man. He was so great. With Tim Conway backing him up. What's a Tim Conway? We'll get to that later. Well, but <laughs> my favorite. Ernest mm. Borgnine movie. The Marty is great. 
is The Wild Bunch, which is just one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, here's it. a brief clip of him in it. Silver rings. Silver rings your butt. Them's washers. Damn. All right. That, that's, <laughs> He's always been that gruff. Yeah, it's... the oh God, I love... Look at that. Look at that other member of The Wild Bunch. I love The Wild Bunch so much because it's like all the best westerns, which is about the death of the West mm-hmm. and how there's no room for them. And it ends with the most violent scene in American cinema history to that point, which is now nothing at all. But but it's just such a great film about the Old West. I love it. So it's like when you watch the end of Bonnie and Clyde and you yawn. <laughs> it's more than that. Okay. It is more no. than that. Sam which Patrick I love Bonnie Paul. and Clyde, but again, it's like after 40, 50 years of movies, it's not that extreme anymore. And just the, uh, you can see <clears throat> the preview for it right there. It's the, uh, it, there's, there's no good audio in it, but it's just when they decide the four... Cowboys decide, well, we could leave and save our lives, or we could kill everybody in this Mexican <laughs> army and die together. And there's just this amazing scene where Borgnine looks at his friend, and when they're just like, no, we're doing this till the death. And then he just like gets a crazy look at his face, like, yeehaw! Yeah. And it I was, was I was trying to remember what I remembered Ernest Borgnine from. It took me a second. It is fucking basketball. Oh my god, oh, he's the rich, right. the rich he owner. He chokes on a hot dog. Yeah. He said he I love that bit in the beginning where he says he dreams of a day when baseball was basically indentured <laughs> servants having to work for you and that in people get paid too much now in regular baseball. I really like that movie. And I then, lots the, of ska on that movie. Oh boy, how do Also, if you watched the single guy, he was the doorman. Mm, I did that. not. So what I don't know is was there some reason Ernest Borgnine is playing the character of the the eager it's, scout it's master Philin. It's very random. That's okay. that's what yeah. I think it is. Just what's the that's most what random celebrity that could come out? We are getting into random celebrities appearing in the world of Springfield as ourselves. Yeah, yes. mm. though he's wearing his McHale's Navy hat too, which I yeah. think is also maybe why they make the connection of this is River Rapids. It's a guy on water in a boat. McHale's Navy. Miguel, but they find a way to work him in conceivably he's sort of like a make-a-wish celebrity yeah, showing yeah. up to help a kid he's also great in merlin's magical shop of water oh, right <laughs> is that now on netflix it yes. is and uh in nancy cartwright book one last thing about borgnine in nancy cartwright's book she talked about freaking out that ernest borgnine was there because she loved marty mm. as a little girl and just the second she saw him she said marty and <laughs> She loved it. Other Hank Azaria, this is all from the wiki. I did Hank, see that, yeah. Hank Azaria said he thought Borgnine didn't do a very good job or didn't know, or he's like, he did fine, but he didn't know what he was doing. And He didn't yeah, know well, what The Simpsons was, just knew his grandchildren his liked it. His grandkids yeah. liked it. That's why I, I like his addition here, because no one, the audience wasn't demanding Ernest Borgnine show no. up on The Simpsons, and Ernest Borgnine probably didn't send them an email. He's very out of place, but yeah. in a funny way, yeah. so yeah. it works, I think. I, I I've it. never, dude, I've like not only never seen Marty, I'm not sure that I heard of it. Oh, um, Marty's great. Please watch really Marty. Uh, when Homer, well, have you not seen The Wild Bunch, Bob? I haven't. Now I oh, want to see you it. Got to yeah. see it. Seen that either. It's uh, it's like a hundred and eighty minutes, but it flies right by. Mm. And the um, then oh yeah, the, so there came a line after this where Homer finds out about the, it and. When he says poetic justice, I thought he, I had not heard of that as a phrase. I thought he was referring to the then new Tupac Shakur, Jen Jackson, Jackson yeah. film directed by John Singleton, Poetic Justice. Homer hated Tupac. <laughs> oh, it's jerk practice, boy. Did they teach you how to sing to trees? Huh. And build crappy furniture out of useless wooden logs? Huh? Oh! <laughs> Stupid poetic justice. Actually, we were just planning the father-son river rafting trip. <laughs> you don't have it, son. <laughs> Such a great line. That's a great line. Homer is so stupid. Yeah. Uh, again, they set that up in the first scene, basically, with the peanut. But um, mm. we learned just how dumb he's but, getting. But, I mean, this is the stupidest. This next line is the stupidest he's ever been, where he can, talks himself into going on a rafting trip yeah. he doesn't want to go on. They're both using reverse psychology, which ends up being regular <laughs> psychology. Homer won't want to go, so just ask him and he'll say no. Then it'll be his fault. I don't want to go, so if he asks me to go, I'll just say yes. Wait, are you sure that's how this sort of thing works? Shut up, Brain, or I'll stab you with a Q-tip. Dad, I really want you to come on this trip with me. Bart, I'd be delighted to go on your trip with you. Duh! 
<laughs> I like when Bart says dumb. Yeah, yeah. Too. but that I mean that was just so dumb of Homer. He yeah. just says I don't want to go, so I'll say yes. That's not reverse psychology. It's and, just... and his brain stops him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and his brain is like, no, you really should. He's like, shut up. Uh, that that crayon in his brain is really affecting. It. It's <laughs> getting deeper. Not in. canon. I disagree. <laughs> that and like and like little because like. Bart and Homer have an adversarial relationship, but I do like those those little moments that like he can't help but inherit these traits. Yeah, the horror of Bart actually going to become Homer yeah. eventually. <laughs> Ugh, a hotter Homer. Excuse me. Am I oh. the only one who's attracted uh, <laughs> to slag off Bart? Slag off. <laughs> uh, but oh, I'm a bang bang Bart boy. But this goes back to like Homer being like a more of an audience surrogate, like almost immediately when they're paddling down the rapids with oh, Ned Flanders. Before they get on there, first I love mm. that I love Borgnine trying to cheer him <laughs> yeah. up. She's like, he'll it's be good. fun, too. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just something about the way the sea captain says, I don't know what I'm doing. It just <laughs> go back to running a restaurant. Yeah, you shouldn't be selling rafts. I guess now we know why they call them rapids and not slopids, huh? <laughs> you are not my son. <laughs> Homer is right to be mad at that bad joke. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. Like. It's just a very Ned joke. Yeah, like rap is, is has nothing to do with the speed of anything. And uh, though I think Homer wouldn't have even been partnered with Ned if he didn't close his eyes when all the other guys were making partnerships. All right. And instead, then when he opens his eyes, Ned's in front of him. If he wanted to go with not Ned, talk to any of the other fathers there. And then uh, Ned zinked his sniffer. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to protect your nose from the heat, though. That's something with what happens in the third act. They would be covered with sun blisters. Yeah. Like that's not something. Like they've all got skin cancer after this. They look like everybody in Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Oh my god! Yeah, Blistered I mean, lips. We learned they've been gone for a week at yeah. sea for a week, at least a week. Yeah, and but so yeah, they do. They do the rapids. Homer. Homer ruins it immediately. Won't even admit it. And everything Homer does for the last seven minutes it's of the episode all my parts. is all wrong, and it's all the best. Like yeah. he tells them to let the current take you back to land, which is not how the ocean works. Yeah, though this they were going out into the Atlantic Ocean that tells you a coast that Springfield is on. Uh, of course, they, they took a bus to that coast. Maybe yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wherever the father-son rapids trip was could have been very far from springfield but the slightly clever thing is that the crusty uh, crusty burger map homer uses eventually saves them it ruins them and then it saves them at the last minute but when they come back with sugar sugar it's one of my favorite openings of a scene ever flanders my socks feel dirty give me some water to wash them again homer we have to ration the water carefully it's our only hope oh pardon me mr let's ration everything but what do you think we're floating on? Don't you know the poem? Water, water everywhere, so let's all have a drink. Homer, no! You know, what does it matter? We're doomed. The poem Homer is misquoting is the rhyme of the ancient mariner, which mm-hmm. is water, water everywhere and not, not a, drop a drop to, to drink. drink. Mm-hmm. Because you can't drink salt water. Don't do it, kids. Such uh, bullshit. And that Sugar Sugar was a song popularized by the cartoons. Ar- the Archies? The Archies in the 70s. It was, I mean, the the literal Archies didn't write it, but it <laughs> premiered on their cartoon, and it was said it was the Archies doing it. And Were they so, sort of like the original Gorillas? Uh, I never got that. I'm like, is, is Jughead singing this song? What does oh, that yes, have to do with it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's... No, the singer is is Archie. He's singing I it, see. and uh, but it's related to the comic. Yes, characters. it is. No, it was. It's all the comic characters are in it. I and think the with, song predated the cartoon. Uh, you know, it might, but it was always credited to the Archies. Yeah, but they created connected. a fake band based on the comic. Mm. The, the comics were that hot, mm. baby, mm-hmm. and they did it on Riverdale the, this fall at CW. <laughs> but it was Archie singing the song and. Man, I can't remember everybody's musical instruments. I do know the women okay. were playing tambourines. but And, uh, I mean, deep cut, but I think the ancient Conan O'Brien show sketch Conan Babies was based on the Archie's cartoon because <laughs> wow. they always played an Archie-style song. Does anyone remember Conan Babies? No. Well, okay. every 
the Archies may have started it, but like Scooby Doo did it too. Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. Yeah. They're all like, "It's time for the chase." While we play fucking, a crappy pop song, fucking Jabberjaw did it. So Jabberjaw. Everybody did it. The Scooby Doo gang did the not Apple actually play Temple the song though. Did they didn't actually play the song on Scooby Doo. Uh, they would dance to it. They would they maybe sing. dance later. And that's what I. That was one of the better parts of Pub Name Scooby Doo, which was not actually Pub Name Scooby Doo is better than about half Almost the Scooby, Scooby shows. I'd yeah, say. it's like proto Tiny Tunes. But I mean, Rich Aaron's <laughs> is doing his best with the. The worst animania, the worst team from Looney Tunes, uh, Tiny Tunes. Uh, but the uh, Archies, I also love how callously Homer just throws the Walkman into the water. Yeah. And him and Rod never do any, there's never <laughs> jokes with the two of them. Yeah. Is, well, that, is that Rod or Todd? Is it the older oh, it Flanders is, or the Rod younger is Flanders? the older one, I thought. No one, it, no one knows this for real. I heard them say T for Todd. This is sad, but I do remember... When I was really young, there's always that one adult friend of your father's. You're like, I'm kind of afraid of you. Yes, yeah. and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make any noise around you. I do not want you to talk to me. <laughs> and and then the seagull dying was a great joke. Like, great joke. The way that the sound is so and great. The dolphins laughing at them and yes. swimming away. But, but meanwhile, it turns out that being on the other boats was also a hellscape. And <laughs> it's it's a one way ticket to well, probably the one of the first Simpsons rape jokes. Okay, look. Referencing deliverance is not always a joke about sexual assault. That's how it okay? starts. No. If you say squeal like a piggy, yes, it's a rape joke. Yes. But I feel like going into a, a dangerous hillbilly zone is the joke here. They're doing the banjo music and giggling. It's the right. same shot. But the children in that scene aren't the people who rape dead baby in deliverance. Okay, so in deliverance, it starts with these guys going south, and then they meet a... The ban- the dueling banjo scene yeah. is just because they see a, a... Horribly inbred banjo player. Who is kid. an amazing banjo player. He's a savant at that. They go river rafting and then run into, like, swamp people who are all crazy and do many things to them, including the famous sexual assault scene. But they don't directly reference it. Like, just... I watched it because of this reference in it. Uh, like, I've, and- I've actually canoed on the river. Um, a couple scary. times. No, no, it well, wasn't. No, the movie I, is scary. Before I saw the movie, and then like, oh shit, there's a movie shot here in this river because mm. that's where I'm from. Burt Reynolds from Burt my Reynolds. town, and no, um, no mustache. Burt, no mustache. It's really weird. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, that Wiggum is so bad at his job, he refuses to search for a week. <laughs> He's too busy playing checkers with a dog, and they can barely, they barely touch on it, but. You do have; they have to not talk about it because it would it would not be funny. It would be mm. depressing. The anguish Marge is going through that Every, Homer and yeah. Bart are missing for a week. Yeah. yeah, what is what is Lisa thinking? What is what is Marge thinking? Going to bed every night, not knowing if her son and husband are alive, their neighbor and, and his Pat, child. Yeah, them too. And that Patty. Uh, brings up that Homer could be dead, which is a very old school Patty joke. Yeah, like when Patty had the um, that guy for Marge at Homer Triple Bypass. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. But my problem with it was that Patty is also seemingly implying that Bart would be dead, and I don't think she'd do that. I think they've got a soft spot for Bart. I, I immediately yeah. misinterpreted it's cougar season. I'm like, I took and the 2017 don't mess around. Oh, I took yeah. the 2017 definition of cougar and like, go for it, Marge, <laughs> get out there. <laughs> uh, the church picnic flare gun firing is a great scene. So great. Yeah, the, and then the, the dolphins the, telling him they're all going to so die. But the, the the best worst clip is him slapping Flanders back in reality because it's mm. always more slaps than I remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those great Did jokes like- of like, too long makes it more funny. Yes. Come back. Come back. Oh, oh we're done for. We're done for. We're done diddly done for. We're done diddly doodly done diddly doodly done diddly doodly done diddly doodly. Flanders, step out of it. Thank you, Homer. I don't know what got. Dad, I think he's okay. It's better to be dead than sorry. Sorry. Diddly. <laughs> <laughs> the the diddly was an ad lib by Harry Shearer back when uh, he cared, but uh, it's great to hear him care in these early episodes. Was, that last one like diddly. makes it funny. Yeah, <laughs> it'll always make it funny. Yeah, the final the final diddly after he's after Homer apologizes, he slaps uh, again. It was so mm. great. The, just all those slaps. Mm. It it goes too long. It is like the rake. Joke. Yeah, it is Homer getting his aggression out against Ned, who he clearly hates. He's finally in allowed in sort of a way to hit Ned. And they're both nuts right now. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, so they're dying. Like, mm-hmm. they're close to death. They have run out of energy. 
They are about to die. Homer's and then, got that weird sea urchin beard. Yeah. Yes, Their yes, last sweet. doodle is gone. <laughs> They've got nothing left. And, and yeah, losing that last doodle breaks Homer. Mm-hmm. And they're ready to admit that death is upon them. John, there's something I was going to give you at the end of this trip. But since we may not survive, I want you to have it now. <gasps> A real Swiss army knife. Cool. I stole it from that Borg Nine guy. <laughs> Don't worry, kids. I'll take care of him with my trusty. Uh. Uh. Um. Uh. Hmm. <laughs> the background on that shot looks like a UPA cartoon. It's just a bunch yeah. of tree, like very sketchy tree silhouettes. That's true. And sta- I, he's standing they, on nothing. They just, were still in Deliverance Town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going on quite an adventure together, which I guess all the other dads are dead because the mm-hmm. next time you'll see, see Borgnine, it's just him. Every other father's gone. Uh, Friday well, the 13th period? And at home, but I contend that even if he had that knife, that bear killed him. Yeah. Like, that bear would kill him. I mean, but. Then Homer's so ca- casually just like, yeah, I stole, I stole a knife from Ernest Borgnine. But <laughs> Warren's dad is safe in jail. That's true. <laughs> that shows you uh, the only safe place is prison. <laughs> Warren has a reason to be optimistic. Uh, but the Deus Ex uh, But Homer actually saves yeah. them. So well, after, by bringing the right map and having the right skills to survive. After killing them eight times <laughs> over, he then saves their lives. The false stench of death is upon us. Mmm, hamburgers. Hey, wait. I smell hamburgers, too. According to this map, there's a crusty burger on an offshore oil rig. That's what you're smelling, Homer. Oh, if it weren't for this blasted fog, we'd be saved. Never mind the fog. That way. Steer. There isn't much time. I love the Simpsons music here. They still use these music cues ever? They really don't. Mm. Not really. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I like that a little crusty, crusty <laughs> thought he'd have this thing. It's just an unmanned oil yeah. rig. And the only reason I know about these offshore oil rigs and why you set up a business on them is because of BitTorrent. And ah. you do that because you're in international waters and, uh, and, and rules don't apply. All Anything files goes are free. And, but they never make that joke. I, I, I kept waiting for that joke this time that, like, mm. uh, we don't have to cook our meat or we can ah. serve a certain kind of meat. Um, we're I offshore. I guess the writers weren't as invested in mm. on international waters jokes as they would be in season nine. Yeah. And uh, where, where Tyson fought Secretariat, I believe <laughs> it was. Yeah. Uh, and and it just kind of drops out. I do wish they'd have a reuniting scene of Mar- of the ki- family with Bart and Homer, but mm-hmm. I think they're just like, no, it's a rush to the end. Look, they're they're alive. They ate these things, though. I think isn't it enough thirsty. that Ernest Borgnine is dead? Yeah, I yeah. think they'd just be thirstier than hung. Well, I don't know. Homer eats what? a mountain of hamburgers. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he orders seven hundred. Yeah, and then it is such a weird ending of a mashup of. Friday the 13th with Ernest Borgnine. It's Ernest Borgnine actually playing the guitar and singing. He yeah. did it in real life. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And uh, and his scream, he really, I think he put in the he I do too. He does scream. a lot of, he has a lot of funny, awkward moments yeah. in almost every scene he's in that you, I don't know, you have to For be an Borg- actor to do well in voice. <laughs> yeah, Borgnine didn't half-ass it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a great I, way, I like that. It's yeah. a great way to end the show in that they just kill the guest star and there's <laughs> yes. no more closure. <laughs> He's true. killed by Jason, by the way. Yeah. An unseen Jason. <laughs> yeah, that seemed more of a reference to the earliest Friday the 13th, yeah. which were just about creeping you out, not making, not letting you see Jason brutalize people. I mean, the first one was basically, who is the killer? Yeah. And you only saw the first person camera, right? And it's it, not Jason anyway. And the rest yes. are R-rated wrestling matches with a machete. <laughs> <laughs> true. And skinny dipping porn. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, I this is still one of my favorites. I, I Homer is not my favorite Homer in this, no. but it works very good in the episode, though. They make it clear Homer learned no lesson, and he's still cruel to Bart at the very end. And I guess Bart Quiet quit eating. the junior yeah. campers after this, too. There's not even closure on that to explain why he's not in the junior <laughs> campers next time. But they just didn't care. Right. And I feel like he'll be much more human in the next episode, The Last Temptation of Homer. Oh, very much. But yeah. And and I uh, my favorite visual gang in this is the dropping of the knife, and it just bouncing, bouncing. Every time they go, the, ah, it's, ah. The, it's really great. It's a magnifying glass that does yeah. it in. Yeah. It was really good. I... That's an expensive Swiss Army knife, by the way. Yes, it is. That mm-hmm. that with all those extra features. I never had the magnifying glass. It's the kind that a Hollywood superstar like Ernest Borgnine can afford. <laughs> 
I thought it was a nice sort of revival of Call of the Simpsons. The Simpsons in, yeah. not in their element in the wild, having to survive. It's not in it like an episode length problem, but it's still a very interesting third act. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm for this episode. I'm for it. It's just like every time I see the title, it's like a Boys in the Hood parody. That'll bring me back to 1993. <laughs> and there, it has, it, there's not one reference to it at all. No. Easy E does not appear. I think <laughs> he was dead at this point. So we're kind of screwed. But yes, this is talking. Ice Cube doesn't tell us uh, who's a hoe and who's a bitch. Never happens. I need to know. <laughs> Never happens. But this has been uh, Talking Simpsons, and I have been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. I also write for Fandom. Go to fandom.com for my video game and often anime content. And I also write for Something Awful, a comedy article every Thursday. Sorry, every other Thursday at somethingawful.com. Oh, wait, and like the Fandom Facebook page. You guys have been doing yes. a lot of live streaming and video on there. We have been, indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, check it out there, me and Bob, because I also work at fandom.com. It's H- infuriating because we stream something and then, like, mm-hmm. Fandom already did that. I'm like, <laughs> assholes. I react to things <laughs> on camera. Uh, I'm H E N E R E Y G on Twitter, and you can find all my thoughts and links to this episode. Every time a new episode of Talking Simpsons goes live, I send a tweet right out, and I also do it through the Laser Time. Uh, Twitter, which honestly we should be plugging more. And I think about it like at Laser Time Show. That is the Twitter account. Follow that for Talking Simpsons and Patreon updates. Patreon, I say. <laughs> yes. Patreon.com slash Laser Time. That is where you can support this show and the other shows on the Laser Time Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. We do this as, well, Bob and I don't do it as our main job. It is Chris's main job as well as other of our buddies. And you help pay for that if you support us on patreon five dollars a month will get you access to the very first season of talking simpsons and all our special season wrap-ups there are three of them mm-hmm. and they're yes. all an hour long and they're all great and if i seem loopy and weird it's not just that i've been drinking because it's only been like three beers <laughs> uh but I've, i'm in the middle of a 48 hours of no sleep and i can't wait for you to see what i've been working on yeah. and i don't need to keep it a secret at this point but it's on lasertimepodcast.com and it's all plugged. Uh, and you know what? I wanted to hide some extra content at the end of these plugs to punish people who skip the yeah. plug section. But so I watched, I don't know if either of you guys watched, Camp did Crusty? you watch the uh, Camp, Camp Crustier episode, <laughs> the sequel episode to Camp Crusty? Don't! If, okay. So <laughs> I, I like, never wanted to watch this. I don't want. I am not doing this to dump on current day Simpsons. I know we do that too much on here when it's not as bad as it as it seems, and they do. There are funny jokes in it. The gimmick of that episode is that it is a sequel that takes place directly after Camp, Camp Krusty. Krusty, and as a sequel, it fails so much at that. For the start, there are. No references to Mr. Black. There are no references mm. to anything that happened there. Not the fat camp. When Krusty drops them off from Camp Krusty, it might it looks somewhat similar to the bus, but there's no reference of taking them to the Tijuana. Who didn't do their research? I mean, exactly. you can watch this episode it's wherever you want. And yeah. so the episode worked. The episode would work fine if it was just any time they went to Camp Krusty. And when they flash back to scenes at Camp Krusty, like Sideshow Mel is there. I was like, no, the point was Krusty wasn't there. So Sideshow Mel wouldn't be there. No. And the reason they had a bad time at Camp Krusty was not because Sideshow Mel was making them watch a musical. Like, that's not why. And it just, it drove me crazy because it was sold to me as this is our first sequel episode we've ever done. And they just cheat out of it. That mm. seems very... Uh... I mean, it feels like a new low to me. Yeah, I just didn't like... It's not a because, terrible episode as an episode. Because Camp, but, Custry, Camp Krusty is held up as one of the best episodes, really one of the more memorable ones. Mm-hmm. And to follow it up and not pay homage to it and not include what people liked and not even pay respect to... Not a single Camp Deadly reference. Oh, the, no. I mean, screw Camp Deadly, but Mr. Black <laughs> needs to come back. Honestly, it feels like they just had a... Sweetle. <laughs> I think they just had an episode where Bart and Lisa come back from a camp. And mm-hmm. they're like... Hey, it could be cool if we connected it to that season four episode, Camp yeah, Krusty. Then we might go viral, and that's all we care about now. So. But it it's it's weak as a sequel. I'm sorry, guys. It it wasn't a bad episode as far as an episode of television to watch. It was fine, but it just I expected a whole lot more for something sold to fans as a sequel. Not fair. And that's my rant. I well, just wanted to get that out there. Thank you so much for listening. Next week is a much better episode than Camp Crustier. It is the last temptation of Homer, and we'll Ooh. see you then.
infotainment.